This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. And again, ours is free. So enjoy at freetalklive.com. Come, we will get here into, uh, of course, your calls if you make them. But first, we'll go to the email box here. One that came in recently from Alphonse. Al in New York says, I've been listening for a couple of years, and while I almost always agree with Mark, I totally disagree with his voting for McCain. Voting. Now, Mark, you, you obviously haven't gone to the polls yet. You still have some time to think about this. But last night we had a conversation. I don't think Julia was, was in the room at the time. But we had a conversation how it, uh, now because of the Sarah Palin vice presidential pick, you're considering abandoning all principles and voting for a man that will continue destroying people's lives around the world. I don't know that abandoning all principles is uh, exactly right. I think that uh, voting is a strategic and uh, personal activity. And that's what Al wants to, to address with you. Okay, great. He says that voting is the act of choosing someone to represent you. McCain does not represent anyone with liberty in their hearts. He's a soulless, gutless, egomaniacal madman who's only looking to wield power. He's like a mugger who asks you, would you like to be stabbed or shot? I say none of the above. Of course, Obama is also a megalomaniac. It is a bit passe, but voting for the lesser of two evils is still evil. Will I vote, says Al? Hell no. There's no one on the ballot who represents me, and I don't want blood on my hands. George Carlin said it best. Those who vote are to blame for our problems because they put the bureaucrats in. Just like he did, I will stay home. That way I can say I'm not responsible for the violence perpetrated by the state. P.S. I like Mark. Also have a baby boy, and it's great. A major hope I have is that he matures into a liberty-loving individual and doesn't inherit a police state. Love the show, guys, and keep it up. Al. I, what you know? What can I say to it? I don't disagree with anything he says. I don't disagree. Well, that don't McCain... disappoint your fans then and go and vote for tyranny. Mark, you're talking about a fan, Al. I mean, you know. Wait a minute. You know, I got, Mark. I got get... an email today from some gal who uh, in Fort Myers who wants me to vote for John McCain. So what do you want me to do? Well. <laughs> I mean, if I'm supposed to go with, uh, you know, tallying up Julia, the votes and deciding because people, you know, dis- say I should or shouldn't. Can you believe this, Julia, that no. Mark is actually well, considering yeah, doing this? yeah, I can this? believe it. Why is it you can believe it? Because you do that sometimes. <laughs> what, what does he do? Equivocate about his belief system? Yeah, he just decides randomly that he's, I don't, I don't know. It's just very Mark thing to do. He's got internal Republican yeah. urges, right? Yeah. I, I don't... I, if I'm John McCain saying, had a D behind his name and he put Sarah Palin on his ticket and she was like for Mar- maybe instead of for being for guns, she was for marijuana reform. Would you be all of a sudden real hyper about John McCain at that point? Or is there still some sort of Republican-esque thing going on inside your head that's making you want to lean in that direction? I don't think that uh, marijuana reform is as important to me as it is to you. Um, certainly guns are more important. Uh, the right to bear arms is more important to me. Um so I, I don't know what you're talking about exactly. I think that I like Sarah Palin because of the fact that she seems to have a certain amount of integrity in that she'll, she went after a bunch of people for, you know, were doing corrupt things in the government. She sold the uh, but John Alaska is a One jerk. airline. Yeah, yeah, John McCain's a jerk, no doubt. He's the one that you're voting for, Mark. She's just an addendum to the ticket but, to get people like you to go get all swoony about what it is they're planning uh, I understand that she's an addendum to the ticket, but in John McCain's case, Sarah Palin's a lot closer to the uh, hot seat than uh, Joe Biden you're, is in you're with voting Barack Obama to 
exterminate people's lives around the world, Mark, with your vote. You're saying, yes, you can go ahead and kill people in my name. That's what you're doing by voting for this man or for Barack Obama. Either one. You're, doing, you're sending that very same message. You go ahead and wield the weapons of the state on my behalf because I have given you my endorsement. That's um, what you're saying. I don't think that that's an endorsement. I mean, I think that it's a, a you know, strategic it's, and self As Al said, then, it's picking your representative. You're telling they are seeing it as an endorsement. It doesn't matter what's going on in your head. These people are saying, yes, see, the American people want what I want. The American people have seen my vision. They love the idea of a 100 years of war, continual warfare, or they love my idea of socialist welfare uh, medicine or whatever it is that their grand schemes are. You're endorsing their ideas whether you intend to or not, sir. Well, if I uh, stay home, do you think that that's and, you know, one of them wins? Do you think they're going to suddenly? feel like oh mark stayed home you know i like it uh i like it. what was menger fans example uh jason osborne from sacral cai can, can we make that radio safe julia i mean you sure sort of, i'll, I'll you pull it up in me. just a second you, you don't have to pull it up necessarily i don't perhaps just uh, I believe summarizing it said it. if the butt raping committee hat was holding a vote <laughs> <laughs> who was going to rape uh mark's butt um, Harry Potter or Peter, was it Peter, Peter North, North who's a porn star? Um, and Manger fan is not going to vote for um, Harry Potter, who would have a smaller yeah uh, unit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just not going to vote at all. He thinks it's more valuable to stand up and say, "Hey, leave Mark's butt alone." Exactly. See, I would in that case, I would want uh, Jason to go to the polls and vote for Harry Potter because. <laughs> Because it was a very funny and very good analogy. <laughs> I, I'm willing to vote for the guy with the. Uh, At least you know, if you go and write Ron it's Paul, it's give you the smaller amount of business. Or like Johnson, if you go and you write in Mary Ruard. If, at least if you were to do that, if you feel like you must vote and register your voice, then at least then you're voting for somebody that does represent your belief system far better than Sarah Palin or any of those other people ever would. Speaking of which, did you hear that Bob Barr made it onto the ballot here in New Hampshire? No, I didn't. I, I didn't hear that. I, believe he's I did hear that Ron Paul now. endorsed Bob Barr, which I thought was kind of sad. But I guess he's the best of all the evils. If you feel like you must vote for one of the people that's actually on the ticket. <laughs> see, the way I see it with Bob Barr, I still is, wouldn't vote for him. Though. You know, he's wearing the libertarian name, and I feel that that makes him, uh, you know, responsible for a higher set of values than uh, than than somebody <laughs> with a Republican name on them. And I, you know, if if he was a good principled libertarian, he would get my vote. I I don't trust that, and uh, you know I I'm sorry to say I don't think Bob Barr is going to do anything but uh, throw a monkey wrench in the uh, you know in the system. So how big of it I don't know. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you want to discuss this issue or whatever might happen to be on. Your I was mind. feeling pretty crappy today, thinking about uh, all the the blood pe- on your hands, all the people that are going to die yeah, um, in the war the brown on people, the war on terror. Um, but it's okay, know, because, right? Because they're not around here. If they, were, if they were planning to drop bombs on uh, New Hampshire, then you might be I'm not saying it's okay. Right? It's not okay. It's not so okay. So don't, don't pull the trigger, man. Don't be part of this. You do, think, do you really think Barack Obama's going to pull, um, pull the troops out? I'm not asking you to vote for any of those people. I would never. I would never suggest that you vote for any of those All people. All I'm telling you is one of those two guys, John McCain or Barack Obama, is going to be the president of the and United States of America. And I'm telling you, it doesn't, it doesn't matter a flip which one of them it is. 
Because if it's Barack Obama, the country's going to go off in a slightly more socialist big government direction. And if it's John McCain, the slight, you know, it's going to go off in a slightly more fascist direction. And I don't even know if it's going to be that slight of a difference between the two. Maybe a program here and a program there, but it's all going to get bigger and more intrusive. And I, what was it that John McCain emailer said to you, Mark? They were tr- trying to suggest that John McCain didn't want change, right? That was the idea that Barack Obama wants change, but John McCain doesn't want to change anything, and therefore that'll mean government's smaller. (laughs) My point to that is that that even if that statement's true, and I don't believe it is, because John McCain's going to sign everything that comes across his desk for the most part, like most presidents do, sign most everything. Uh, So the government, if it's true that he's not going to change anything, then okay, fine then that statement essentially means that because the government gets bigger every single year by leaps and bounds, gets more intrusive into our lives every single year by leaps and bounds, regardless of who's behind the wheel, then if John McCain doesn't change anything, then the trajectory of government growing larger continues on. So it does nothing to make government smaller. I, I would agree that it wouldn't, it you will wouldn't not, do much. Nothing significant will change in the world by you voting for John McCain versus Barack Obama. All that will happen is you will be giving them your seal of approval and you will have blood on your hands. If you can live with that, then you should go ahead. If that makes you feel okay on the inside, then you should do that. But I don't probably, feel that it's a seal of approval. You're going to have you're, to you're you're gonna hear there. about it for four more years after that, my friend. Whoever it, whatever, whatever way it comes out, because you've given the system. Me? Yes, you've given the system <laughs> your endorsement. And Julia's upset. Look at her. She's over there crying. No, I actually was just looking at information on this chick, and I don't like her opinion of... Oh, Sarah oh, the, Yeah, I don't know her name. Yeah, the girl that wants... What, what, what do you uh, want, like? Abortion, right? She right. doesn't. She thinks that abortion should be illegal even in cases even of in rape, rape and incest. Yeah. I have a problem with that. What a nice lady. 800-259-9231. She really cares about human choice and the ability to control one's own body. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Coming up, is ecstasy actually safer than binge drinking? This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those, including the updates. Get signed up, and we'll let you know whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on that list for free. That, again, is updates.freetalklive.com. And what if... A socialist or fascist became the president of the United States of um, of America. President Barack Obama or John McCain, the North American Union, unconstitutional gun and drug laws, a national ID card? What's your trigger point? If it happens, what will you do? Free State Project participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. And as always, it is Ian here with you tonight. And Julia. And Mark. We go to your phone calls, which are loaded up. Ladies first. Lynn is on the line in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Lynn. Hi. How are you all this evening? Hey there. What's on your mind? Oh, I just wanted to get your source about Ron Paul having endorsed Barr. You know what? I don't know what my source is. I I think I heard it on some coverage uh, of the the Ron Paul event that they had. But you know what? I I don't really have a source on that. So maybe it's just a vicious rumor. I thank you for calling Um, me out. Well, I'm pretty sure that it is because either yesterday or today he stated he would not publicly endorse a candidate. Okay. All right. We'll go and, with what you, you have know, to say I on that. I don't want people out there, you know, saying, oh, Ron said to go vote for Barr. I'm going to do that. You yeah. Know? 
So that was all I really wanted to say. I just wanted to confirm source on that if you do have one. Yeah, I appreciate you calling me out. I really honestly don't remember where I heard it. I, I've, I've seen all this coverage. It could have been the Ridley Report or Walk for Liberty or something like that, but I, I really don't know where it came from. I've got a, a Google video here that I'm pulling up. Um, it looks like it was from C-SPAN, and apparently at the end of the video, it is a half of an hour long, and it's going to take my computer a little while to decide that. Um, that someone claims that the endorsement came at the end of the video. Uh, well, on I wanted C-SPAN. to say that I thought on Glenn Beck's interview that he did state he was not going to publicly endorse, and I was trying to find the article hmm. also and couldn't. But, Let's see uh, what our other listeners have to say about it, and Mark will, will research this as the night goes on, and we'll let you know uh, here later in the program what, what we think and what we've determined. So it's it's in question uh, at the moment, and I thank you, Dorothy, for for the call tonight, or rather, Lynn, for the call. For the call. 800-259-9231. Dorothy's short for Lynn, There right? was a Dorothy on hold, right, but she obviously. dropped off. All right, so we continue here. Glenn is in Alabama, and you are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Glenn. Hey, uh, Julia, Mark, Ian, how you doing tonight? Good. What's on your mind, Glenn? Great. Uh, I had to tell you about this video I saw today. You guys will um, will really appreciate it. Now, I know you you don't condone uh, violence of any sort, but um, I found this video from Boing Boing, if you know that site, mm-hmm. and it's on YouTube. It's called Security Guards Abuse Their Power in Front of a Full Stadium. Uh, and then I can't read the rest of it. Uh, but basically what happens is that it's, uh, it's at a football or soccer game in, in, I think, Portugal or Brazil, and some fan runs through the uh, arena holding up this, like, banner. And um, a bunch of security guards tackle him and kind of subdue him and put him on the ground and hold him down. And all of a sudden, one of the guys takes, like, his truncheon and starts, like, popping him in the head, like, a couple of times. Oh, my. Right? And so then, uh, you know, it was was kind of like an obvious abuse of the power. He was already, like, down. They didn't have to do that. So then, like, uh, uh, like, uh, maybe 15 seconds later... A, a fan just comes out, like gets over the uh, whatever kind of barracks they have to enclose the stadium, and just you know goes at one of the one of the cops or one of the security guards and punches him. Well, um, and, it, my my feeling on that is is uh, would you feel bad if somebody got shot in the commission of a robbery in someone's home? Hello. Uh, well, I'm not, you know, the, the, let me just finish what happened. Okay. So, so it, it ignites a sentiment in the entire crowd. And just the entire crowd pours into the arena and then proceeds to just kick the asses of these security guards. Wow. Yeah, Customers just, demanded it, it huh? Else. That's amazing. Go ahead. Yeah, and I don't th- really have any, like, deep views on it. I just thought it was, like, uh, something else and that people should go see it. It's at YouTube. If they just type in Google, security guards abuse their power in front of a full I think stadium. what happened yeah. there is, is... As far as I'm concerned, if uh, somebody is committing a crime and they get hurt or they get killed in the commission of a crime, then especially a felony, and that would be aggravated battery. Well, uh, who's committing the crime? Uh, the, the security guard. Yeah, okay. I mean, they, in their opinion, of course, the... The guy, the fan, praise fan running through the uh, arena, you know, disrupting the game or whatever was committing the crime. Yeah, but I mean, uh, if he wasn't violent and, you know, I don't know, I didn't see the video. If he wasn't violent, then I don't think think there's any reason to, to... bang him about the head. As far as I'm concerned, that's felony. I think it's interesting, and I think it shows that people are going to be more likely, even though the security guard has sort of this similar outfit as police officers, people do believe that they are not as respectable as, as the police for whatever reason. You know, oh, yeah, just I'm sure they wouldn't have done it if, if it was the cops. But right. then again, 
maybe uh, maybe in Brazil or Portugal, wherever it was. I know it was the language is Portuguese because I recognize it. Maybe the people there have a little bit more balls. So. But this is what's coming, yeah. though, for the police. If they continue in their police statish ways, there is a good chance that at some point something's going to snap and people will go ahead and just pile on and take out the cops when they're attacking their friends. In fact, there was a video from, I believe it was outside the Republican National Convention, where there was some kid that was being uh, dragged away by a police officer, and the people surrounding him were were doing things to sort of interfere and to to kind of help out without necessarily directly attacking the cop. The one person did sort of jump the cop from behind. It didn't seem that he in any way hit the cop beyond just sort of jumping on him with his body and throwing him off balance, giving the other kid enough time to get up. I didn't really watch it a whole bunch of times. I only watched it once. But essentially, the crowd saved this young man or woman, whoever it was the cop was going after, from abduction by the police. And the cop ended up walking away and like radioing for backup at that point. So it was very interesting watching that happen. People are getting pushed to the point where they've decided they've had it and they're not going to just continue bowing down in front of, you know, at the foot of these authorities. Not that I'm recommending violence, but I'm just pointing out that if they keep pushing, inevitably someone is going to push back. And when that someone pushes back, then there will be others in the mob mentality that oh, will, yeah, will join saw, in. You saw in this video how how inspiring just these like this this one dude or these few guys actions were uh, right. but just the whole and once the whole crowd came down it was just like they were in control there was no yep. so it was it was something else hey i just want to tell you guys about it and let your audience know so that's it thanks for the call appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 as we continue with dave in new york you're on free talk live hello dave good evening hey what's on your well, mind i have to say as far as voting to get back to the subject I don't think it matter, matters what federality you vote for. The same tyranny seems to keep coming down the pike. I think if you really want to have a vote that counts, check the little box on your W-4 that says tax exempt, especially if you don't own property, especially if you make minimum wage or something like that. A third of the population is estimated not to pay income tax already. So stop funding them. I and am with you there. Apart. All fall apart. Yeah, pull it out. Get a, get, stop funding them as much as possible and in, in as many ways as you possibly can. But then, of course, they yeah. can still print out the money. So ideally, sure. the next step is to have alternative currencies that we can adopt so we can just stop actually contributing 100% to their Federal Reserve System and operate completely Agreed. outside of it. That's a much bigger project, but one worthy of undertaking, right. I think. Right. It's the demand for dollars that, in fact, uh, cre- creates infl- inflation, the, the printing of more dollars. Good suggestion, Dave. Sure. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. A little bit more about this claim about Ron Paul. Rumors spreading around that he has endorsed Bob Barr. Uh, Mark, you're going to find out. I guess we'll find out a little bit more here in a bit. And, of course, take your calls as well. A bunch of people on the line want to talk about various different things. That's the point of the show. You bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features are free. Enjoy them on us, including archives and entire year's worth of the program right there on the front page of the website. 
at freetalklive.com. So enjoy those on us. If you don't have a will, you need one. Your family needs you to have a will right now. Even if you're young, like me, you get hit by a car, meteors could come out of the sky. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You need to have a will. It's a good idea to have a living will. Um, Also, you can get them all at uh, LegalZoom.com. It's fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. All right, uh, 800-259-9231. We'll get right back to your calls. But first, to address the controversy over whether or not Ron Paul has actually endorsed Bob Barr, the story from NolanChart.com, uh, this uh, sent to me by our producer, Johnson. Since Bob Barr won the Libertarian Party nomination just over a week ago, a question that's been bothering readers for two months is will or won't Ron Paul endorse Barr? And it also is apparently the question has begun to invade the mainstream media. As well it should, as the answer could determine the next president. As, for example, the Huffington Post explains the situation, Paul has no use for either anointed GOP nominee, John McCain, or the party establishment. However, he does have support from a tenth or so of the Republican electorate. And so, should Paul signal his followers to back this year's presumed libertarian presidential nominee, Bob Barr, some pundits think the latter could take 2 to 3% of the November vote, siphoning siphoning off enough disgruntled conservatives to beat John McCain, meaning Obama, of course, would beat John McCain. Paul had been um, unremittedly positive in talking about Barr to the media. On June 2nd, Newsweek asked him, what are your feelings toward Libertarian nominee Bob Barr? His response was, we're pretty friendly. We're allies. He's a good friend. He's called me a couple of times recently, so it's very cordial. Also, on May 30th, Paul Paul praised Barr, saying he'll be a good candidate. Some libertarians are excited and some are leery, but I think he can do a very good job. Would you consider endorsing him? Ron Paul said, well, considering means the thought crosses your mind, and he's made inquiries as to what I might be able to do, and my answer is I don't plan to get involved because Chuck Baldwin is a candidate for the Constitution Party, and he's a good friend, and he also worked very hard on my campaign. So it's pretty hard for me to endorse one or the other. And, you know, basically goes on to say that he's torn between being able to endorse a one candidate or the other. And therefore, at, at least at that point, that was a couple months ago, had chosen to not endorse anyone. I don't know if, Mark, you have determined anything from your I, I haven't. Research. The video is loading, loading slowly, but we do have uh, Johnson on the, the case there, and he'll uh, probably IM me and let me know. All right. Well, we will continue here in the meantime with your calls about whatever you want. Let's talk to JC in Alabama. You're on Free Talk Live, JC. Libertations. Hey, JC, what's on your mind? JC. Hey, well, uh, you know, before I call Mark out on the carpet for what he said yesterday, I want to make sure Julia's still there in the studio. Yes. Hey, Julia. Hi. Uh, about uh, two months ago, you said something about how you you, uh, you heard that the Mormons took over the Boy Scouts of America and you'd never send your your, your son there. And I just have to say, I, you may remember, I'm a Mormon. I was an Eagle Scout. I guess once you're an Eagle Scout, you're always an Eagle Scout. But uh, um, it just so happens that a third of all of the uh, Boy Scout troops in the country happen to be sponsored by local, chap- local units of the LDS Church, and you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference between a Mormon troop and a non-Mormon troop. And if you're ever lost in the woods with any Boy Scout, I think you'll find that you'll be treated like a lady and you'll be helped, and uh, you'll have a very high opinion of them. Okay, I don't hate Boy Scouts. You just don't like religion, yeah. right? Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. It is a religious organization. They do swear an oath to to God, don't they, with their little Boy Scout pledge? Yeah, they sort of yeah, changed it. They kind of warped it. 
I, I, I swear to, to, to honor God. We love God and hate homosexuals. God, my like country, that. and obey the laws of the pack is all I remember. Well, you know, um, Boy Scouts would work out in a private society because, you know, it is a private organization and not a state one. So. Didn't they say, t- didn't Penn and Teller show they took money from some state yes, organization? Yes, they uh, are allowed um, at, the, at some sort of Boy Scout yearly, their big convention, national convention or whatever, they rent property out, uh, government property for like $1 or something like that. So they do get, they are Subsidies. subsidized to, to some extent. And, and I agree with you that in, if it were completely private, I wouldn't care at all. Yeah, well, I just thought I'd... Uh, you know, let you know that uh, if I'm ever stuck down. in the woods, I want to be stuck in the woods with you. <laughs> yeah, there I, you go. I know okay. about being. I, I treat you like a lady. A friend so. of mine um, was uh, a friend of mine became an Eagle Scout uh, when he was 16, and it really is a big deal. I mean, becoming an Eagle oh, Scout. it's so. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't if, dislike Boy Scouts. If the government's going to give an organization money, I, I don't mind it uh, as much being the Boy Scouts. Honestly, I think that they're a good organization, and I liked everything that happened um, to me while I was in the the Cub Scouts. Except they don't like gay people. Yeah, I don't and like we that. We do part. understand the real meaning of service. We we don't get paid for it. We're we're taught to give service, and it's real service. Real real no, volunteering. Not like the bureaucrats, right? Very good, JC. I thank you for the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk. I to always you. get scared when people uh, say, "A few months ago, you said this," because I I don't know what I said a few months ago. I, I, I do recall yeah. the, uh, the, the, the. I statement. do recall the conversation. Let's okay. continue. Key is on the line on the amp line. Hello, Key. Oh, hey guys, it's Julia. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I want. Well, we can bring up any any um, opinion we want, right? Sure. And yes, it, it's your opinion, so you should. We don't have to agree with Ian. <laughs> no, well, it's uh, it's best. <laughs> if you don't want to get lambasted and treated like a a, a complete idiot, you sh- you should really should. Oh Lord. Okay. Well, here we go. Um, I'm I'm with Mark as far as I understand what he's saying about McCain. The difference between O'Kane and Obama, there's a big difference between the two. What? Really? They really are. Obama is. They're both equally awful in very slightly different ways. Wait, okay. Well, I'm going to get. That's important to my life. Okay, I'm sorry. What are the different ways that you said business is one of them? Yeah, he's going to be raising taxes. Obama's going to raise taxes. Obama's going to raise taxes. Okay. Is, is John McCain, McCain going to... Is, hold on, Key. Is John McCain going to drastically slash the size of government or even slash the size of government? He's not going to increase the size of government. I'm oh, not yes, saying he this will. is the perfect solution, but Key. I feel Key. that we'd be going in the wrong hold, direction. Key, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but let's look at let's look at the past and see if we can predict the future based on what has come before. Let's look at the Republican presidents, uh, George Bush, the other George Bush... As well as uh, as Ronald Reagan, the most recent Republican presidents, Ronald Reagan presided over a tremendous increase in the size of government, and he was a much better talker as far as his uh, his quips and the th- you know the the things that he said to the public about small government and getting government out of people's lives. The government uh, that is best that governs least, or something like that. I mean, he said some really great I'm quotes. The seven scariest words in the English language are "I'm from the government and I'm here to help." That's another Reagan quote, right? And Reagan dramatically increased the size and the scope of government. I'm sure George Bush the first did, and we know for a fact that George Bush the second, what George Bush the first was known for the No New Taxes pledge, broke that one. Uh, George Bush the second, he has gr- dramatically grown government at a, at a rate that Bill Clinton could have only dreamed of. And you think John McCain's going to all of a sudden be different from that trend? No, I'm saying he's not going to be as bad as Obama. But we, Bill Clinton, <laughs> it's a no-win situation in one way, but in another way, I feel that. At least he, um, McCain is 
for free market more than more than Obama. Just because someone says they're free. Going. I, I think that it's one of those scenarios where you're choosing between the types of cancer you want to have. I, I, like but you, I don't you endorse have cancer. To have cancer. You're you do going not have to, get to endorse cancer. the cancer. Well, in, unless one decides that one's not going to pay taxes and uh, takes the, uh, you know, and as far as I'm concerned, that's a kind of cancer because there's a good chance, a possibility that you're going to go to prison over it. Um, you know, it's it's just picking between the three types of cancer. Didn't McCain say that he wanted to keep the Iraq War going on for 200 years? Oh, what? 100 years, what years least, yeah. better? legitimizes the growth of government than war. Uh, war not is much. the health of the state. Absolutely. Of course, Obama is, is not in favor of pulling but, the troops out no. either. Here's the, uh, the, the military has sort of been grown to the point that they can grow it at this point. It's, it's big. Oh, no, they can bring a draft in. <laughs> it was small when uh, uh, Clinton was involved. It was smaller. Republicans always love making the military bigger. So, um, at this point, you know, you've got you've to count that uh, Obama's actually going to shrink the size of the military and not grow the size of uh, the social structure, which Let's, it seems to me that that's what's going to happen. I Bring, her point is. I want to bring Key back here, continue this discussion here in a moment, because I think we should go back in time again here, back to the 2000 election, when George Bush was trying to get elected for the first time. What was his campaign message back then? Because Key is sounding like she's believing the things John McCain might have said at one time about the free market, right? So let's talk about what George Bush said and what he did. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. If you enter Amazon through that link... A percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live. So the only, I think, qualification is that you buy something within 24 hours. So you go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, shop, check out, get free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items, 41 categories to shop in, even used items. Even if it's a whole bunch of used stuff you're buying, Free Talk Live will get a percentage if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And I should add that I, I got my first check today from Amazon UK. Hmm. Because we are available in Amazon, uh, Canadian Amazon, UK Amazon, and German Amazon. So, so far, we I have guess, international listeners, yeah. and listeners, and they do buy through Amazon. They don't do it as much, but, uh, you know, it's, it's... Yeah, well, this is the first time I've ever gotten an international check, so obviously uh, we've got a, a handful of UK listeners out there using the service. And I should point out that it's my understanding that when you go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, if you are in one of those other international countries, you should be routed automatically to the correct Amazon site for your country. So if there's a problem with that, you should let me know about it. Otherwise, keep shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we go back to Key on the, the amp line, and Key, you're talking about why it is that you think that it's okay that Mark is going to vote for John McCain. I pointed out earlier that he's uh, essentially endorsing tyranny by doing that. You're saying it's okay because John McCain, in your words, supposedly supports the free marketplace. And I think we should just go back real quick, Key, to what George Bush said in uh, in 2000 when he was trying to get elected for the first time before everybody knew what they know about him today. And what he was saying, and I remember specifically, there was a campaign sign, a huge George Bush campaign sign in Sarasota, Florida, where I lived at the time, that said, Smaller Government, George Bush for smaller government, which, of course, is the standard Republican line there for smaller government, which, of course, is why Republicans vote over and over again for them, even though year after year they prove 
with on, beyond a shadow of a doubt, they prove that they don't give a flip about smaller government and will never do anything like it. George Bush also uh, advocated a humble foreign policy. The suggestion, no nation building. No nation building. So, I mean, the guy went and, and went back on every single one of his campaign promises. Yeah, here you are saying that uh, John McCain, he's going to be different? No, I'm not saying he's going to be different. What are you okay, saying? Maybe, I'm, I'm obviously not getting my point across. Let me try again. Go ahead. Um, all right. Let's say there. you believe you know we're a representative government, right? Uh, that's what they in, claim. In our government as it's set up now. It's not my government key, and, and that's what they claim. I don't believe it's true, okay. though. Okay. Okay. They, If you wanted, you could elect somebody that believed just like you, correct? Um, well, I, I, it's possible, I suppose, but not very likely. I'm not talking likely at this point. Okay. That's not, I'm going to an extreme for a reason, because maybe, maybe it will be clearer. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so if you believed, if you found a candidate that believed everything that you wanted, they were going to secede or whatever, and nullify the government, whatever that is, mm-hmm. you would get behind that person, you would vote for that person. And the way our government works, if this person got in charge, he would have more power to get things done the way you like. Correct? Well, it's not in my interest to wield power over anybody else and, and force them to do anything, but I see where you're coming from. Theoretically, okay. it's possible. Of course, the system is designed to prevent third parties from uh, even having a chance. But go ahead with your point. Well, that is the whole point. You you don't believe it's feasible, and I believe that if you don't at least vote your conscience, that you're... And your conscience is to vote for... Good. Your conscience is to vote for a killer. Is that right, Key? My my conscience is to vote for the economy, who I think would do the best job. I have to pick something. No, you don't. This is the fallacy. You See, do I not think have to pick I something. Don't, I'm not going to be represented by anybody. But you're not going to be represented by anybody anyway. Yeah, if you care about freedom, John I'm sort of McCain stuck in the middle here, Key. call you up and ask you of your opinions <laughs> of things. I kind of agree with Ian, and I kind of agree with you. I think that the problem here is, is we're talking about desperate times and desperate measures. Um, it's not like there's an opportunity for me to vote for somebody who believes like me or you. Key, you can write in Ron Paul. You can write in Mary Ruart. Who has vote. a chance of winning. Who's even on the ballot? I mean, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I guess I guess my criteria is you have to be on the ballot to even have a, a snowball's chance well, then, in hell. You, <laughs> and it, it, I'm sorry to say, then um, all right, if if that's what you're going to do, Mark, if you're going to talk about people on the ballot, then Bob Barr is going to be on the ballot, and he is more aligned with your beliefs than John McCain or Sarah Palin is. I'm not advocating anyone vote for any of the above, but at least then you wouldn't be as do, doing as much damage. At least I think Bob Barr is advocating withdrawing the troops. I haven't really looked too closely at him because I've seen enough bad stuff about him that I'm just not interested. But at least then you could at least say that you were voting for the most compatible candidate. Well, but you're not doing that. In the case you're of Bob Barr, that. in the case of Bob Barr, here's what I know. Uh, now you're be, back to wasted vote syndrome. Here's, here's what I know to be true: that Bob Barr may get six or seven or eight percent of the vote, and that'd be great for the libertarians. Whoopee! But he's a crappy libertarian candidate. So therefore, what are the libertarians going to um, think to themselves? Let's elect. Let's let's uh, so vote for the mass murderer. Candidates, rather than uh, you know uh, one with principle. So that's the reason I don't want to vote for Bob Barr. So instead, you'll vote for a murderer. I'm not voting for John McCain. I'm voting for Sarah Palin. <laughs> you're voting only... for John McCain, sir. I'm sorry. Well, you can tell yourself whatever story murderer, you want. Then that could be said for either candidate, actually, depending on right. So don't vote for a murderer. Don't yeah, vote I'm not for a killer. Either Come to with all this murderer talk here. 
All right, Key, uh, any other thoughts tonight? No, that's it. Thanks for your I point. Tried. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Well, I don't know what she was trying to do. I think she was just trying to explain herself, because certainly none of that's going to be persuasive to me. Or I don't think, Julia, you're not persuaded, right? You're going to vote just, for I Obama or McCain? I hate when people say, because people always tell me when I tell them I'm not voting for anybody, I get that, well, you need to vote for somebody. And no, I don't need to vote for somebody. When both people who are going to win, one of them's going to win, are are jerks, I don't agree with either of them. And it's not like if I vote for McCain, he's really going to represent me. He's not. He's not going to call me up and ask me what I think. He's and going if to I represent tried, John McCain. Yeah, if I tried to even contact him to voice my opinion, I would never ever... That, that just wouldn't happen. That's, it's not... It's all just even, a facade. You know, I mean, even in, it is a facade, but even in their system, which is a, a total right. facade designed it's, to di- misdirect people from the violence of the, the entire system. But even in their system, the president isn't even purported to be a representative. He wasn't even – it didn't used to be that he was even elected by uh, the people, as I understand it. It's, well, he's not even still elected by the people. It's, they're elected by the, ele- the, uh, the electoral, electoral college. college. So it's not even purported that the president represents anybody. The president's just supposed to uphold the Constitution or whatever and be the executive. It, it's really it's just a sort of a performance to make people feel like they have a voice. Right. But you don't have a voice. No. And the Constitution isn't even You don't even, even know what happens to. when you go wait in line and fill out this little form. You have no idea what that where that piece of paper goes. You don't even see nope. that being so. You really it's nothing. It's been... just it's a joke. And there have been plenty. There's been a lot of evidence to show that the the voting system, as you say, you don't know what's going to happen. It is uh, yeah, corrupt in many places. I'm not making conspiracy places. claims or anything like that. I'm merely saying you have no idea right. what happens once you check that box but and it, put it in. And it's as you said, Julia. It doesn't really matter either way. It doesn't matter if your vote is the last vote that swings it over to John McCain. If it's a tie, you know, and your one vote is an, is enough to send enough electoral votes over to to John McCain or to whoever it is that you're voting for, or Barack Obama. It, it won't matter because the size of the state will continue to increase. We'll have a poli- we'll have an even bigger police state than we've ever had before, and it'll you'll be a, you'll have p- played a role in that. You'll have played a part in that. There's nothing defensive about voting for either Obama or John McCain. It's an endorsement of the system. It's an endorsement of the status quo. It's an endorsement of more of the same. And you can tell yourself whatever story you want to because it is, after all, about you. Really, it is about you, Mark and Key, and everybody else out there. It's about how you. You feel, and it's about making yourself feel good. And if that's the best way to make yourself feel good, then by all means, I think you should do it. But four years down the line, after more people have died at the hands of both of these men, then you're going to, I mean, it's going to be, the blood is on your hands and the rest of us who did, who, uh, who abstained from voting, it's not going to be our fault. Whatever it is that happens in the next four years, it's not going to be us. We didn't do it. Not that I'm saying you're responsible. I don't believe that to be true. I don't believe voters are directly responsible for the violence that these people initiate. I know that some people will make that claim. Some of the more, uh, I guess, anarchist types or voluntarists will make the claim that if you're voting, then you are essentially responsible. I don't believe that to be true. Yeah. I think that the people who enact, I think the people that are most responsible are the cops and the soldiers that actually enact the, the tyranny. And I think after that, the politicians are second most responsible for, for issuing those orders. And then tangentially, way off, away, far away, I think the voters, to some extent, have given that whole system their endorsement by voting for one of the two system politicians. 
1-800-259-9231. On the way, we get to a topic that uh, I know Julia's going to like, which is, of course, drugs. We're going to talk ecstasy. We're going to talk marijuana or whatever it is you want to discuss if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. What happens when you put marijuana on MRSA, the superbug? We'll talk about it in moments. Hour 2 is coming up. Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. As we launch here in hour two, go right to your phone calls. And still to come, we got to talk about marijuana and how it can actually maybe help people get better as far as skin infections are concerned. We'll first go to the phone calls and talk to Dennis in New Hampshire. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dennis. Greetings, folks. Hey, what's on your mind, Dennis? Hey, I am just out of the city council meeting in, uh, in Concord. And man, oh, that sounds like oh, a real man. blast. Oh, it, Those people definitely know how to have a good time. <laughs> the hive of scum and villainy. Oh, dear. <laughs> But it's pretty cool because we, we gathered enough signatures to put a spending cap um, question on the ballot. Excellent. I'm glad that yeah, went through. Especially in a, in a highly socialist area like Concord. It's mm-hmm. like the government seat, so it's all government people here. Right. Very, very bad. Um, and by law, they had to have a meeting for public input, which obviously was like they thought this was as fun as pulling teeth, right? Yeah, they didn't want to do that, I'm sure. I, I'm just walking out. Irina, my wife and the president of the Free State Product mm-hmm. just to, uh, Project, just got to give her little testimony. And the beautiful thing was that she related a little bit of her story of being a child in communist Czechoslovakia. <laughs> That's always persuasive. Powerful. Planning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Central planning and how, and of course, the, the people who talked before her. Of course, they're talking about, you know, we need school buses for the children. We need police cars. Sure. If you limit the rate of increase of government spending, we'll have to turn off the streetlights. They actually said that. (laughs) I mean, come on. So for Irene to get up there and talk about, you know, when I was a little girl in communist Czechoslovakia and all the wonderful projects that the central planners were planning, it sounds a lot like what you people are proposing. Mm. Yep, sure does. She, she came within a millimeter of, you know, saying you, you people are communists. You, peop- you folks are a bunch of commies. Yeah. The <laughs> great thing is these people didn't know what to do with that, so what they, they did didn't. was went on the attack. They started asking her questions. Really? Like, 
oh, yeah, well, you know, we're, you realize that we're not a central planning committee. They're supposed to ask questions, and right. instead they, when they resort to, like, trying to defend their positions or statements, you know that they're really upset, which mm. is great. Awesome. We're, 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 we're not a central planning committee. You know, we, and then Irina brought up, this was a great thing, she actually looked at the uh, little mission statement that they have for the year, their 2000-2008-9 plan mm-hmm. on the web. Bullet item number one, I swear to God, they give it to us. They make it too easy. Bullet item number one was expand the tax base. Mm. <laughs> and Irina came back and said, do you think any of your constituents think that is the top priority for this that they want to see, expand the tax base? Yeah, I'm sure some of them do. <laughs> so they're, they're attacking on that. Well, do you know what that means? That, means inc- that doesn't mean increasing your taxes. That means having more businesses come in. It was great. They walked right into the trap. Irina goes, well, how do you plan to bring in more businesses? And, they, you know, they answer back, blah, blah, better community, blah, blah, blah. And so Irina will say, oh, so you have a plan that you formed centrally. It's just so Clunk. great. How does uh, how does it, what are the mechanics of this, uh, Dennis? I mean, you said it's a public hearing. So does Irina have a certain amount of time in which to interact with them and they will answer her questions, that sort of thing? Or is it... Is that you'd make a statement and they ask you a bunch of questions. What, what's the actual format? In theory, the sort of parliamentary procedure is you go up and you say your piece as a member of the public, and then they can ask you questions to get more information. I see. And often if you, you do this kind of thing, the ones who are good at it and who they do it at the state level as opposed to the weird city level, mm-hmm. they'll say things like, would you believe that? And then they give their opinion but they know that at least that they have to make it a question. The city bureaucrats aren't so suave. <laughs> I'm, Fascinating. Uh, I'm, I, I think it's great, and I think it's you uh, just getting that spending cap proposal on the ballot is a huge victory. And, you know, it's just not happening in other states, and I think that that's, uh, that's what's relevant here is that people, you know, people that believe in small government need to move to New Hampshire. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, especially uh, people that believe that the maximum role of government should be the protection of life, liberty, and property. That is the Free State Project pledge, which means that people that are in favor of small government are welcome, and people that are in favor of self-government or no uh, governmental in- interference in their life also welcome here. And, and it's good to see progress being made all around, of course, in the more non-cooperative region. Uh, we do have a, a man planning to sell hot dogs illegally here in Keene, so that should be kind oh, of I fun. Say, that's going to make a huge difference to anybody not. So anyway. <laughs> hey, now. You don't understand what's going on here, Dennis. No, I mean, it might be in the New Hampshire Free Press. Um, there, is, there is actually, <laughs> hey, now, wait a minute. Actually, before you go on. I'm going to have their spending cap. So I call that an actual thing that you can point to and say, look, they can't spend the money now. Yeah, that's good. I'm with you, Dennis. Uh, you know, I think that uh, I think that the whole and non-cooperative you know, thing talk is here. The four largest cities in the state. All boom, 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 boom. We did Manchester night before last. We're doing Concord tonight. Boom, boom. We're taking them out, man. We're taking them out. We're taking them out. Tom Elsier. There you go. Did I say that on the air. Oh God. I, yeah. <laughs> All right, Dennis. Thanks for the call, man, and uh, keep up the good work out there. 800-259-9231. I can see he's pumped, and it's, it's a real victory. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Now, to point out what's going on with a hot dog vendor, there is a, <laughs> a, a man who has been selling hot dogs down by the... Keene is a college town. Keene, New Hampshire, college town. And uh, Keene State College is here. A lot of college kids live around the college, and they like to party. You know how college kids are. That's what they do. 
And so college kids, they like to drink, and there's this guy that set up a hot dog cart basically in the parking lot of one of the uh, the fraternities, as I understand it, and has for a while been selling hot dogs peacefully, hasn't been bothering anybody. The neighbors haven't complained about it or anything like that. That you know of. Uh, that, that, you know, that I know of. You can find a neighbor that's going to complain. I mean, that's it's, it's not a great, um, you know, it's not a great statement. But he's not, you know, he, he's a busy he's not body. by he's, a neighbor, though. He's in the parking lot of the of fraternity. The fraternity. I can find a neighbor that is going to complain. I, I can. Yeah, but as far the, as them actually being disturbed, they, real they can't possibly have been yeah, disturbed. The fraternity so houses are in the college kid neighborhoods, and right. those neighborhoods are just like party night, Friday Friday and Saturday, Thursday, Friday, yeah, Saturday Thursday, night. Thursday. They're loud. It's not like, yeah, right. It's yeah. not like the vendor is playing loud music Nobody or lives like by that area. Not, not like people like us, adults. They've all been driven out. Be, yeah, because why would you want to? Yeah, I don't want to live in an area where college kids are no. outside going, woo! and three in the morning or whatever. Yeah. So, but the vendor figured he might be able to make a few bucks and so he went and he uh, opened up his hot dog stand. I believe he said that he made as much as like $600 in a a weekend or on one night or something like that. So, I mean, there's some real real money out there waiting to be made and the guy was entrepreneurial entrepreneurial enough to go out and do that and of course, eventually... The city found out about it, and they shut him down. They told him he needed to stop, and, of course, being a good little citizen, he's now trying to engage in some sort of political Please. process to try to... Yes, of course, he's already gone and begged, and they don't... You know, they don't they, Actually, sorry. when I ran for city council, the first meeting I went to was... Um, there's a Home Depot here, and there's a really nice hot dog stand. It's It's like... It's permanent. Yeah, it's yeah. the monster of all hot dog stands, and it's very clean looking and very nice. And that lady, the lady who owns that, was sitting in front of the city council begging to keep her hot dog stand. Uh, there was some jerk. Right. It's obviously okay with Home Depot and yeah. the, whoever it is that owns the plaza that Home Depot's in, because she's been there as long as we've been here in Keene doing Well, the business. jerk who proposed it, I, I guess he... He got shut down. People didn't agree. He brought it back up. He changed it a little bit and said, well, okay, how about if it's not downtown? Downtown's going to be the only place there can be hot dog stands. Um, <laughs> and, and tried to bring it back and was trying to convince people at this meeting to um, not to vote for or to have no hot dog stands in, other than in, on Main Street in Keene. And this poor lady was in tears begging yeah. she said it had been going on for a year and all she wanted was to be left alone and it was very right. very sad i don't know what she ended she must have ended up jumping through some hoops because she's still there so yeah. there must have been some hoops put up some maybe it didn't pass fee again. or something i don't know uh, you know i don't pay that but close it was really attention. really sad but this other guy has been shut down and they have come down on him and so one of the activists here in the area is going to illegally sell hot dogs at like 11 o'clock in the morning so basically lunch hour uh, out in uh, somewhere in downtown Keene and the cops already know about it so we're going to see what they do will they cite him will they arrest him uh, if he gets away with it if he is actually able to sell the hot dogs then I, I don't think that should be poo-pooed I mean I know Dennis was just kind of joking around but I think that's a pretty it, depending on what happens it could be pretty big it if, works together and yeah. I think that the the, uh, the, the, the the civil disobedience helps the people who are trying to get things uh, passed, and and I think that uh, both of them are you know going to be good things. Like I say, well, let's compete, see who can uh, get to freedom fastest. Either way, we'll always uh, we'll all win, and the state will lose. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You take control. It's free talk live. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com, and you'll see what that's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you looking for an edge in business? Try a one-month free subscription to Executive Summaries for Business Leaders. Log on to echapter1.com to receive summaries of today's best business books. That's E as an easy, chapter one.com. And use uh, discount code FTL to say uh, to get that uh, free one-month subscription. That's echapter one. Uh, dot com. We continue uh, by going to your calls, and still to come, drugs. We'll discuss ecstasy and marijuana and some interesting kind of, uh, well, possibly studies about them. Let's go first, though, to Cliff in Florida on the amp line. Hello, Cliff. Hey, what's going on, guys? Cliff, what's on your mind tonight? All right. I finally came up with a reason to vote for John McCain. Oh, no. So I think Mark, <laughs> Mark might be happy about this. I'm listening. All right. Here's what I'm looking at. Uh, if you take a look at the the last eight years, pretty much the last eight years has brought a lot of freedom to a lot of people because of the fact that George Bush has been pretty much a tyrant. It's and brought freedom it is, to people. What are you well, talking yeah, about? Because, well, the way I look at it is, people have been you know pretty much uh, they've been getting awake. They finally realized it because it's been so bad. Oh, okay. So you're you're advocating <laughs> that the state should be made worse so that the uh, the bounce back or the blowback on as far as the people working against the state will grow. So the the ranks of the liberty oriented people will grow. That's what you're going to advocate. Unfortunately, true. But let me let me give you my the reason why I think it's true. Um, if you take a look at a guy like Barack Obama, I think if he gets into y- into and becomes a president, a lot of people are actually going to have hope and think that things are going to change. So they're going to be more reluctant to actually uh, to actually you know, advocate freedom or or actually look uh, look for some, an alternative, as opposed to with John McCain, which you know for a fact that he's going to continue the exact same thing that George Bush has been promoting, if not you know if it's not worse. So therefore, I think if, you know at, at this pace, a lot more people will start realizing what's going on and you know finally wake up to this and. I see what I mean about voting being personal and strategic. At this point, it's desperate times for everybody, and people are, you know, there's there's not a cohesive plan here. There's not a good plan, Ian. Your don't vote plan stinks. No, I'm not endorsing the state. So I'm clean. Yeah, my my plan is yeah, to but, stay home and, and do whatever I continue to do whatever I want whenever I yeah, want. Yeah, but if, I mean the way I look at it is, if you want to be a real freedom advocate, you know, unfortunately as human beings, we we don't re, we don't react until there's a real fire under our butts. If it's kind of like the the frog, the frog scenario you guys gotta bring up every now and then. Well, you know, if you want to follow the react. logical, I've heard this argument before. It has come up on the program before under different situations. The basic argument being we should support the largest growth of the state we possibly can so as to encourage more people because the state will then become more intrusive in their lives to encourage more I people mean, to understand liberty. And I, while I understand the point, if you want to follow that to its logical extreme, then then there's no point in going and getting active as far as trying to do things like what Dennis was doing in Concord at even at a local level, trying to turn things around because you want things to get bigger so you can supposedly recruit people. Sure, there's people. a point if you believe in secession. I don't oh, get no, it, Mark. What, you... No, no, the way I look at it is if, if there's one place, you know, one place in the entire U.S. that has it a lot better than the rest, trust me, people will take heed of that and they'll realize that and they'll, they'll want some of that. And if you take a look at the American Revolutionary War, it would have never happened had, you know, had it, had it not been so oppressive under, you know, under English rule. 
You know, so hey, Cliff, to... if you don't have a conscience, my friend, then I can understand why you would go ahead with that particular voting, uh, you know, that that plan. I, well, I just I don't understand my... how you could possibly want to have any bit of blood on your hands by voting for one of those two, especially, you know, John McCain or, or Obama. Ian, trust me, I get exactly what you're saying, but the way I look at it is either way, you're going to have a lot of people dying. That's, that's the reality. Yeah, but I'm not so the one voting for evil. Going? I'm not voting for evil, and you and Mark are. Yeah, I absolutely get what you're saying, and it makes sense. Sanctimony. Can you hear the sanctimony? It's called social ostracism. Yeah. I'm black, and I really wanted to vote for Barack Obama. I was really hoping for this hope and this thing. So I really wanted to do this, but to be honest with you, nothing's going to change anytime soon. And the way I look at it is if if we really don't wake up over the next you know couple of years, it's, it's not going to stop, and it's going to get to a point where you know, you're going to get so used to being so passive that no one's going to want to fight uh, against the system. Well, okay, here's my next question for uh, you, Cliff. By the way, they're going to pull your card. You're not going to be a black man if you don't vote for Brock, if you vote, <laughs> don't vote for John McCain instead of Barack Obama. So <laughs> here's my next question. Let's say, you go, let's say you go ahead and you vote for John McCain because of this absurdity, this idea that, you know, growing the state will help our side somehow, that you, you go ahead and you vote for John McCain, and then t- four years later, after the liberty movement hasn't necessarily grown anywhere but New Hampshire significantly anywhere because it's being crushed uh, by the police state at that point, then are you going to then vote, you know, advocate voting for whichever other Republican happens to run at that time, you know, Jeb Bush or something like that? See, and you're ruining my plan. <laughs> my plan is it's pretty solid the way it is, and you're kind of ruining it for me. <laughs> um, I, honestly, I think it's the best thing for me to do at this point. Okay. I, you do what you got to do, man. I'm not 100% sure on it, to be honest with you. So I don't you're know. the one that has to look at yourself in the mirror in the morning, my friend. Cliff, thanks for the call. Appreciate the thoughts. Sure. 800-259-9231. I mean, how long does that go on for? Is it four years later? Do you reassess then and say, well, I think we need the state to get bigger so we can <laughs> uh, you know, recruit more people. Oh. I'm going to vote for Jeb Bush. And then in 2016, Jeb's running again. You going to go ahead and give him your uh, A-OK? It's all so yucky. Yeah. Stay away from it. Don't taint yourself. 800-259-9231. Oh, I'm good and tainted already, my But if friend. you do have a, a taint problem, maybe rubbing marijuana on it could help. <laughs> this story, according to Paul Armentano... Mean. From Normal, the National Organization for Reform Taint of Marijuana Laws. don't sound too pleasant. According no. to the Journal of American Medical Association, JAMA, methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, colloquially known as MRSA, which is actually a topic that has come up within MRSA. the last few yeah. months on the program, uh, MRSA, or as it's been called, the superbug, is now responsible for more annual U.S. deaths than AIDS. Yet despite this sobering statistic, it's unlikely that either JAMA or or anyone in the mainstream U.S. media will report on the findings of a forthcoming Italian study. You didn't think I was actually going to say this took place in America, did you? Demonstrating that compounds in cannabis possess exceptional antibacterial activity against multi-drug-resistant pathogens, including MRSA. According to the authors of the study, although the use of cannabinoids as systematic antibacterial Antibacterial agents awaits rigorous clinical trials. Their topical application to reduce skin colonization by MRSA seems promising. Who got the idea to rub pot on uh, somebody who's got MRSA? I don't know. Somebody got really high. I don't know. Figured it might be a good idea. It is an I mean, amazing drug. It helps drug. everything else. So you might as well try it on that. Yeah, try turning it into a tincture, a tincture or something like that. Cannabis sativa represents an interesting source of antibacterial agents to address the problem of multidrug resistance in MRSA and other pathogenic bacteria. Ironically, the study notes that preparations from cannabis were investigated 
extensively in the 1950s as highly active topical antiseptic agents. Predictably, in yet another victory for prohibition, authors declare that little, if any, research into this potential clinical application has taken place since. So there was initial uh, word back in the 50s that this might be good, and now, here in 2008, there's finally been another study done about the antibacterial properties in Italy. of... Yeah, in Italy, of marijuana. According to Armentano, several years ago, when he first began writing the booklet Emerging Clinical Applications for Cannabis and Cannabinoids, I mused about what sort of advancements the treatment of disease may have been achieved over the past 70 years if the U.S. government had chosen to advance rather than stifle clinical research into the therapeutic effects of cannabis. And now more than ever, it's a question that these so-called elected officials must be forced to answer, though good luck getting any answers out of most of them. 800-259-9231. It is your show. You can bring up anything. Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Features are free. Enjoy them, including the bulletin board system. We've got over 375,000 posts for you to surf around through. There's a lot to talk about, so head over and get interactive for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, they do early out billing, they purchase charged off receivables. They're also the number one sponsor of Free Talk Live, and, you know, if you can send business their way, please do. I, you know, we would consider that supporting Free Talk Live. Um, just, uh, you can contact them by checking out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. We continue here. Uh, we'll get back to a marijuana-related story here in a little bit that Julia has to share, but first to your phone calls. It is Will... From the Walk for Liberty, Will Buchanan on the amp line. You're on Free Talk Live, Will. Hey. hey. Um, I just wanted to uh, report that uh, my wife, Brooke, and I got back from the Ron Paul Rally for the Republic last night. Oh, I'm glad you were able to uh, make it there in and time. You had, you had told me off the air that you had not heard anything about Ron Paul endorsing Bob Barr or any other candidate at the rally. It doesn't look like he did. I mistakenly suggested earlier in the show that I'd, I'd heard it somewhere on well, some YouTube video. I've been video given and, an email of that, uh, that, that sort of said that that was so, but it, you know, apparently... It obviously wasn't you. I don't, think, I don't know if it was Dave Ridley or where I heard that, but I know I heard it, but it's not true. And anyway, go ahead with what you were calling yeah, about tonight. Yeah, I think I was there for um, the entire, um, for both of Ron Paul's speeches, and he didn't mention anything about it in his speeches, at least. And I would think if uh, he would have, that's when he would have said something. So was there any, so, there was rumor going around that Ron Paul was going to advocate civil disobedience. Did you hear any calls for anything like that? Um, he didn't really specifically come right out and say. Uh-oh. Will? Hello? Oh, yeah, yep. I'm still here. Okay, you're still there. Go ahead, sir. Okay. He he did kind of um, skirt around it and dance around it a little. Um, hmm. I I mean I don't. Sounds uh, like Will you're getting. Are you getting like an incoming call or something? Um, I'm getting a beep beep. I don't think that's my. 
Well, well anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We'll try one uh, more time. Okay, so, at least we know it's not the connection going right. back. Go so, ahead. so, uh, so you, you, so he skirted okay. around it, which sounds similar to what he did because he was actually on Jim Babka's last Downsize DC show, and I called in to ask him, you know, to sort of ask him his opinion on civil disobedience. He said he uh, generally said that he kind of supported the idea, but he didn't necessarily feel like calling for it because he didn't feel like it was quite time for that in a massive kind of way. Uh, so and that might be why he was skirting around it. Like he has an affinity for it, but at the same time doesn't want to be the guy calling for it. I guess I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. I think I think you said something to the effect of, um, you know, there might be times when I'm almost like you'd have to take one for the team, sort of, you know, and and resist the state essentially. No, oh, I felt but, that, I, I fell for that trick one time. Take one for the team. Nonsense. <laughs> so yeah. what else did you want to share, Will, tonight? Um. Well, I. Just, wanted to say I had a really great time there. Um, just got really re-energized um, from being there. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that all the Ron Paul supporters, you know, the grassroots people that have came out of the woodwork essentially when when Ron Paul announced his campaign and as it was developing, haven't just gone away and, um, you know, have are transforming into this new campaign for liberty. Um, I had a great time just talking to people there. I was at the Free State Project booth for a lot of the time. Yeah, I heard about that. How would that go for you? Did, did people recognize you? Uh, some people did. Um, I, I think some people might have confused me with the uh, Walk for Freedom guys. Um, Wait, what's that? But, Somebody doing something similar? It, well, yeah, it's a, a group of um, guys that were walking from, I believe, Green Bay, Wisconsin, to the Rally for the Republic, about uh, 280 miles. Oh, that's um, nothing. <laughs> You've yeah. covered that t- several times over. Uh, the, for our listeners that are are brand new and, and don't know what the Walk for Liberty is, can you give them a, a briefing here real quick? Sure. It's um, I'm walking coast to coast from Oregon to the New Hampshire coast um, for a couple reasons, um, to promote the uh, Free State Project and to join it at the end. Um, I'm going to be moving to New Hampshire. Well, you've, um, already, can... joined, you've, you've already joined the Free State Project well, as far as being a, a participant in it. But you will be actually right, but physically fulfill my yes. commitment to uh, yeah, and move to New Hampshire, and also to uh, support Ron Paul and his campaign for liberty. It's been uh, really interesting. I've watched every single one of your videos uh, because uh, what I like to do in the morning is uh, get up and you know have some uh, breakfast, and while I'm eating breakfast, see if there are any new YouTube videos out. Of course, yours is one of my subscriptions. People can go to walkforliberty.com to see your videos as well as take a look at a map of where you've been and where it is you're planning on going. Um, and you've been really, I think, having some good success. Obviously, the uh, the, the views on your videos could be higher, and I, I hope more people yeah. will go and, and watch them but i would have you seen them building over time as you've been getting more media coverage have you noticed a trend at all um yeah i'm not really sure I, I, yeah i think they have been building because i'm relatively consistently at least on youtube getting over 100 views per video which i wasn't really doing before i, I don't know if it's the media coverage or what because um you know for each um newspaper you know tv um appearance I never really noticed a spike mm-hmm. per se, so I don't. Yeah, maybe it's just a gradual building over time. Hmm. Uh, either of you have any other questions for Will while we've got him on the line? Will from the Walk for Liberty, who is walking across the country. How many How many miles do you average in a day now, Will? Um, I usually walk um, at least twenty miles a day now. That's huge. Do you feel yourself getting stronger? Um. Well, I, I, one thing I've noticed, which was really a surprise to me, is my 
my feet have have actually gotten bigger since I began the walk. <laughs> yeah, you had a, you that had one of That seems like it could be slightly inconvenient. Well, you had you had you had to go and buy shoes at one point, right? It is. Yeah, because um, when I started the walk, I, I got size 13s um, because Brooke had read that you're supposed to get one size larger than you normally wear, and I mm-hmm. normally wore 12s. And at a certain point, the 13s, I was starting to get blisters on my toes and everything. Wow. So I actually went up to size 14, which is kind of inconvenient because 13 is really the last, uh, you know, largest size that most stores carry. Right. So, I only, there's only a few stores I can go to now where I have to special order them. How do you de- how do you deal with? Uh, I mean, as you're driving across the country, if you have to order something off the internet, as I, I know you did at one point with a, a new video camera or maybe a pair of shoes or something, how do you have that delivered so you can pick it up on your route? Is it, is there some way that like a mail service can sort of temporarily take something for you? How does that work? Well, the, the only actually the only one time that I've done it, um, a mail order something was with, with a new camera, which was. Uh, convenient at that point because it was a place where we had stayed for several days, um, so that worked out pretty well. But I if see. I was going to do it again, I'd, I'd just have to, uh, you know, estimate, you know, 20, 20, 21 miles a day and try to project where I would be, you know, when when it would get in. That makes sense. And I guess if you're a paying yeah. customer at like a campground or something like that, they they would accept mail mail for you, presumably. I don't know how. I don't know how questionable that or they would be towards it. Like you know, wondering if you're getting a shipment of drugs or something like that. You never know who's going to ship something to your business. But I guess it's not their responsibility if it doesn't have their name on it. So, very good. Yeah, the other time I did it, they they didn't really seem to have a problem with it. I told them, you know, I was walking and traveling across the country, and you know, just wanted to pick something up. And that's probably pretty common with RVers if they don't really have a regular address to get. Something sent into whatever RV, RV park they're at at that moment. So, uh, so I hope you see a spike in your video views because you were at that Ron Paul rally. It seems like a, it seems like it'd be a really great place to do some outreach. I know that a lot of the free staters were there with flyers that were promoting uh, Free Talk Live and the Free State Project. And I, and of course, keep I, I have to thank those guys so much for doing that. And you were there as well. Um, you got a positive yeah, I, I response. Certainly out, I certainly handed out tons of cards. Awesome. Very cool. Well, Will, uh, anything else on your mind tonight? Um, no, that's, that's about it that I can think of. Keep up the great work out there. Everybody should go to walkforliberty.com. Click on one of his videos to get to his YouTube channel and then get subscribe to the videos because I, I love what you talk about. I mean, you're out there all by yourself half the time, and so obviously you've got a lot of uh, time to yourself and uh, you can introspect or look inside oneself. And, and some of the thoughts that you really sh- that you share on your videos are really insightful and uh, worth listening to. So I think people should should go check it out. It's not just scenery; it's also thoughtful uh, commentary as well. So thank you, Will, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. I think I've learned a couple uh, new things by uh, by watching him. I've he's enjoyed got, the videos. He's got a lot of neat things to say. 800-259-9231. You t- uh, can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. Lady, sick lady with 170 marijuana plants. We'll find out what happened to her here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy all of those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, 
then we ask that you promote the show. It's, uh, there are several ways for you to help Free Talk Live get into more people's ears around the world via the Internet, on the radio. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. A whole bunch of them are free, and there are a few that are very low cost. So if you really like the show and want to help us out, a great way to do it is to go to promote.freetalklive.com. As we go to your calls about anything, it's John in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Good evening, folks. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind? Well, a number of things. Uh, I live out in California here, and uh, I live in a county of about 260,000 people. Gotcha. I have a job where I travel all over the county. Uh, Out of all the miles that I travel, I, I can only recall seeing two McCain signs in front yards, but... Ron Paul signs, dozens, yeah. dozens all over the place. That's great. So they're still out right now, even though Ron Paul is no longer technically in the running. They're still a- Ron Paul signs. Absolutely. They're still out. Another thing, whenever I see a person in a parking lot with an Obama sticker or a McCain sticker on the back of their bumper, I politely go up to them and ask them, did you know that both candidates are supported by the same organization? And which organization is that? The CFR? Council on Foreign Relations. They are both Rockefeller candidates. They are both member of that organization. It's an organization whose documented intent is the destruction of this country as a sovereign nation. I believe that's all true, from what I can tell. It's a it's an organization of elites and uh, people that want to control others and you know like you're saying it's it's essentially it's a rigged game. I think the best thing for people to do is to spread this, get people to think. Uh, I have an acquaintance where where he's argued with me about about what the can, each candidate states for, and I, I simply ask him, "Where did you hear this?" And I get I get the same. I heard it on the TV. Mm-hmm. NBC? Yes. Do you know who owns NBC? No. It's called General Electric. Do you know who owns General Electric? No. It's called the Rockefeller family. Now tell me, sir, or ma'am, whoever I'm talking to, how can you expect to hear an unbiased message? And they're like a deer in the headlight. They just they can't answer. They don't know. Yeah, and usually when you're confronting uh, somebody who's even like an advocate for a candidate, I remember watching Dennis, uh, who we talked to earlier from New Hampshire, on his show, New Hampshire Capital NH Capital Access, which is a uh, cable access TV program that he produces, where he brought on this advocate. At this time, it was or during the primary, so it was one of the Hillary supporters. But just as, as an example of, of really how uh, brainwashed the, these supporters are, they only hear just the various platitudes that the candidates spew out about what they want to do. They don't actually know anything about how they'll be impl- it'll be implemented. So, you know, this lady, she liked the idea of health care for everybody, but she didn't understand that that was health care that's enforced at the, the barrel of a gun, when if you don't want to participate with the government system, they force you, the threat of violence, uh, to participate. And so, like, the, their level of understanding about what the, their, their candidates that they support is very very thin it's paper thin most people when they think in terms of of the the whole violence thing everybody thinks that that's just the way it is so it's like well the violence doesn't really matter as long as we're you know giving the community back all of these things like health care and 
they just don't understand it on the same level as somebody like you or me. John, I, I agree that, uh, you know, certainly spreading information can be valuable, but I think I, I disagree with you that the most valuable thing that people can do, if they believe in liberty, if they don't want to aggress against their neighbor, is to look into the Free State Project at freestateproject.org and actually pick up, leave California or wherever it is that you're at, join the, uh, the, the peaceful evolution here in New Hampshire and get active here where we can concentrate our decentralized efforts. I know that sounds kind of like a contradiction in terms, but uh, th- this is really where all the action is going to happen. And I thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231, pointing out some very legitimate, I think, things to say uh, that that there's only so many people out there controlling the, the mass media, and it's one of the reasons why you don't hear a lot from Ron Paul in the mass media un, until you had a bunch of people beating down their door demanding it. That's the only reason why they put Ron Paul on anywhere is because there was so much outpouring of, of support, but they still marginalized him as much as they possibly could. And pointing out that all these folks are essentially tied together at, at some upper level. Now, do they all meet together and sacrifice owls? I don't know. You know, I don't know exactly what their their hangout is like. I don't they know. all have similar interests, though. The the interest of controlling others, the interest of warping people's minds, of brainwashing people, and that's what the government schools are designed to do. Really, it's an it's an interesting um, and Sick, sickly brilliant system. I mean, the government schools are designed to crank out dimwits, people that aren't going to challenge their uh, the authority, so-called, uh, people that aren't going to question their situation in life, people that have been told that they need to go to school so they can get a job, so they can work that job for their whole life, so they can retire, so they can die. I mean, that's what they've been told, and that's what most people go and do, and they, they enter the rat race, which is this system that's been set up to essentially plug them into these corporate roles where they are a, a significant percentage of their wealth is siphoned off right off the top to support the government, which in turn supports the corporations, which in turn support the government and the government schools round, you know, pl- plug more people into the system year after year. It's really a vicious cycle of ignorance that the entire system is designed to create. The good news is, and I know that all this can sound very negative to people. The good news is it doesn't take as much effort to break people of their ignorance to destroy the ideas that the government has placed in their head as it has taken them to place those ideas. Does that make sense? The government has spent years, decades, indoctrinating Americans. All different, you know, each generation continually kind of gets a little bit more and more indoctrinated into the system. But it doesn't take that long to bust out of it. It doesn't take that long once you've heard the truth, once you've heard about liberty and you've heard about voluntary interaction and you've heard about how it is the government is the gun in the room and it's nothing more than a, or just raw aggression against one's neighbors only with a little window dressing put on it to make it look different from any other criminal gang. Once you've heard about all these things, something is going to click and then you start to analyze them, and you start to find out that the, the position that liberty-oriented people take is so logically sound, so unassailable, intellectually unassailable, that you have to come around, whether it's a week later or whether it's a year and a half. It took Sam in Texas a year and a half of listening to this show before he fully embraced the, you know, the voluntarist viewpoint. It, well, however long it takes, I don't seven know that you necessarily get to voluntarism by uh, you know listening to the show or you know sticking with Some logic. Some people have. Some people have. Um, but I think that you will find that uh, government doesn't work 
by and large, and that uh, you know, that, to me, that, voluntarism is the logical extension of that. I, I understand it. I, I I see some value, some merit in what you're saying. However, um, I also you know have my problems with it. However, because you have problems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lost my train of thought. I think that uh, you know. I, th- I think that if you listen to the show, you'll see that that it's, it it is unassailable. So there is a solution, and and the solution doesn't involve believing that everything is futile, that everything is hopeless. The solution involves believing that we can have a bright, voluntary future, uh, a, a sort of uh, ascending to the next pl- great plateau of mankind, and that is the, the, the reaching of the voluntary society. One of my favorite things about a, a society like that, and, and just the message of liberty in general, is that it's really a positive message. Uh, it's not negative at all, and it's it's all about, I mean... Most of the kids I know that go to college, for example, are totally socialists, and they love to preach this message of peace and love and all this fuzzy stuff. And cool. really, yeah, exactly. The the best way to go about getting people to get along is really liberty, not not socialism. But they don't understand that yet. Yeah, and and that's why I say they will understand it as long as we can continue being the media, as we can, instead of it being Fox News or CNN or whatever big media mouthpiece is out there influencing people right now, as we can be more the media, and there's a lot of liberty-oriented media here in New Hampshire. I don't know what you've got in your town, but here in Keene, we've got Free Talk Live, nationally syndicated radio program, Free Minds TV, syndicated on like a, a several, over, I think, se- at least seven TV stations in the Northeast. Uh, we've got AnarchyInYourHead.com, which is a co- an internet cartoon being produced here in Keene, which is featured in the New Hampshire Free Press, which originated here in Keene. What else? There's something else I'm leaving out. The Rider Report. There's all kinds of new things popping up here as far as media that people can turn to to get the truth about liberty and what it is we're talking about without having to go through some sort of major media mouthpiece. And it's that unfiltered pro-liberty view that is going to bring people over sooner rather than later. We're going to really see some, I think, amazing changes within the next five years. 800-259-9231. Hour 3 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. As we launch here in hour number three of the program, it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Still to come, is ecstasy safer than binge drinking? We'll find out, but first, we'll talk to Olivia Ladies first in Ohio. Olivia, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi guys. Hey, what's um, on your mind? I just, I just wanted to let you guys know you were just talking about spreading the word of liberty, like you always talk about. And I just wanted to let you guys know that you've really changed my thinking since. You changed uh, your thinking, the- Olivia, not us. That's up <laughs> to you. But hopefully, we were influential. What was your story? Um, I was listening. I was just searching around iTunes, and I found Free Talk Live. I think I came across it before, but I just. I think I was a little too young. I'm 17 now. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I came across it, and I, the day that I started listening to it, I, you were talking about a story where a kid got was being tried for 
changing his school grades and just ridiculous stuff that school systems do. And I was able to relate because I I had always thought ridiculous things happen at school. So yeah. Um, so it's a good thing we talk about those uh, younger stories. We talk about the, the 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 stories that affect high schoolers and things like that. Otherwise, it might have been perhaps not as persuasive to you. Absolutely. And I try to tell my friends, sometimes they don't understand. I have to get really detailed and explain other things in order for them to understand. But I'm trying to let them know, you know. Excellent. So are you going to a government school? Yes. Uh, it's always always interesting. And you, you say you're 17 now, so does that mean you're in your senior year starting this year, or are you in, a, a junior still? I just started my senior year. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, good luck getting out in one piece. And... <laughs> Don't forget to call us if you ever experience anything particular interesting on the insides of the government indoctrination camps you have to go to every day. I definitely will. Great. Good hearing from you. And don't forget to send us your picture for your uh, for the Shrine of Female listeners if uh, you have yet to do that. Okay. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Julia, I mean, you kind of had a similar uh, encounter with Free Talk Live in the past. Uh, when you found the show, we happened to be talking about something that was particularly relevant to you, right? Yes. Can you relate to, to her call? Sure. Uh, I stumbled across Free Talk Live totally by accident, and I, I guess at that point in time, considered myself a liberal, but I really didn't necessarily even agree with liberals. I just, whatever that even means. Um, I, I voted shamefully. I voted for Kerry. Mm. Um, but I only voted for Kerry because I didn't want George Bush to win. Yeah. So, so I overcame that. As soon as I heard Free Talk Live, like w- within a week, I mean, it just clicked. And it, I sort of felt like this is what I always thought and knew, but never knew that how to put it into words or that there was something like that even out there. So all of the, uh, the work that the state had put into brainwashing you and their indoctrination camps didn't take too long to wash that well, away. I had a really terrible experience in, with my education. So you were prepped kind of. Yeah. So that, I mean, as soon as I heard it, like I was already kind of eh, towards, you're towards an anti-authoritarian. The yes. And I've always been anti-authoritarian. So 1-800-259-9231. I don't like to be told what to do yep. ever. <laughs> Uh, that's one of the things I love about you. We continue here and go to your calls. First, it's Alex in New Jersey on the amp line. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys. Speaking of young people in government indoctrination camps, what's uh, what's going on tonight, dude? Well, I uh, filled out that blue policy form, and uh, I signed my name, and I wrote TDC underneath of it. This is the, this the, is the form the, that just... Uh, the homeroom teacher just took it, didn't even bother looking at it. She just, you know, put it in her little right. file. Well, yeah, of course she she's not. Right. I mean, even if she looked at it, she she might ask what TDC is, but she might not even have the presence of mind to be curious about that. And of course, for our listeners just tuning in, uh, Alex, you'd called a few days back. Apparently, they want you to sign this consent form at the beginning of every government school year that says you'll obey all their rules and their diktats. And you've signed your name, but you also put TDC, which you believe stands for Threat, Duress, Coercion, underneath it. The uh, Uniform Commercial Code suggests under protest. Uh, Some people have suggested under duress or all rights reserved. uh, But you did decide to go go about it that way. Do you think you might get any feedback from the administrators on this, or will they just overlook it? I think I will, because the school is pretty small, and, you know, they, they kind of check stuff, but it's it's mid-sized, so there's a lot of bureaucracy, but at the same time, it's sort of personal. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, what was interesting, they, they put in the student handbook a, a, a sheet, and it said, correction, um, the substance abuse policy can be uh, viewed on our website. Now, if you sign that blue form, then you sign what's in that book. 
and they they have a correction that they just like a loose leaf piece of paper that they just threw in there that says oh correction all the details are on our website mm-hmm. now that's not good because then they can just change the website whenever they want sure and make up a new rule well they can change the rules you, they can change the rules whenever they want as well but I mean, at least they'd have to print right, them right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good point, and and that's a, yet another reason why it was not a contract, a legitimate contract, because you did not go to the website and investigate that prior to signing it. You certainly were not aware of what all the terms were, so it's just it's right. illegitimate from, from right on its face. Absolutely, and uh, you know, speaking of indoctrination, we uh, we have a study hall group in the cafeteria, and um, one of it, it, it's a big cafeteria, and um, one of everybody's like, you know, sitting around talking, and it's supposed to be a quiet study hall. And Mm -hmm. one of the teachers had to shut everyone up. So he started screaming at the top of his lungs, you think anyone cares about you? If you guys talk to each other, I have a stack of referral forms right here. I don't care how many points you get. No one cares about you. And he he said that, exactly. And I was thinking, oh, my God, I wish I had my voice recorder on me, because it was just unbelievable. And then he started, um, he started making all these threats about it. He said, you guys should either take a class or get out of here. Um, and it, it was just unbelievable how uh, just angry. Like a drill sergeant he well, was. Yeah, bureaucrats, many of them, uh, many bureaucrats that are working jobs like that have formerly been in, in the military. Uh, but generally, just the, the demeanor of bureaucrats is negative. It is nasty. There are some exceptions to that. I mean, if you're in a smaller town, for instance then the bureaucrats tend to be a little bit nicer. Also, if the bureaucrats are younger and they're sort of newly indoctrinated into the system, they haven't been jaded as much. They just want to be cooler um, in that case. I think that I would probably come unglued if I had a, had a uh, class of high school students. I, I can just tell you that. <laughs> well, and it, it's, it's just amazing. It's like this holy grail is the referral form. They say, oh, I will just give you referrals if you are late. I don't care if you're 10 seconds late. You're getting a referral. You know, and it's, it's training five points each time, and and really, and that's what it is. And uh, and the it's never really said, but they always go and they have this. Um, they they try to enforce this idea that's never spoken about that if you don't go to college, you're a failure. Yeah, uh, I heard and it. It was I, spoken I just, about I when I was in like school at all because you know you can do you can be very successful in life without going to college. Yeah, and you but can find many examples too. They, to, they want to mold you into this, you know, uh, this person up, oh, go to college, after go to college, get a job, you know, and it's like the routine thing. And it, it's it's just asinine what they're doing. The whole thing about the the, uh, the referrals is really, and I did, never even thought about this before you mentioned it, but the whole thing about the referrals is like training wheels, basically, for being an adult and getting a ticket from the government people. I mean, the, 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 the kids that are the goody two-shoes in high school, government school, they don't want to get referrals, so they do whatever it is they, they can do to, to avoid getting the referrals. And, of course, you, you don't want the government's paperwork. Oh, no, the government's going to give you paperwork, and that will re- result in consequences and you don't want that to happen, but do they actually give you the referral when, when, uh, when they fill it out, or does it just go straight to the office? How does that work? Well, what will happen is if you're you know, more than one second late to class, uh, he'll fill out a referral, send it down to the disciplinary office, and it's really funny. They renamed the disciplinary office to the Student Affairs Center to have it like, <laughs> less of a... <laughs> right. But uh, they'll give it to them. They'll call you down when it's most convenient for them, yeah. not you. And then you'll go down and they'll say, look, we got points. What do you have to say? All right, I don't really care what you have to say. 
all right, here's your referral, and then you'll get points. And if you get 15 points, then you have a central detention for uh, 15 points is two hours a day for two days. After this school. is new. Did you have oh, points, Julia, when no, you were in high school? No, but we had something similar, and I just never went. <laughs> yeah, that's my question. What are they going to do if you uh, if you don't go when they call you for the referral? No, Find that's a reason okay. to expel you? Yeah, well, okay. Well, what will happen is they'll go. Uh, is there a commercial? There is. Hang on a moment. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. We'll continue discussing with uh, one of the people inside the government indoctrination camps here in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and the features include live streams. We've got a broadband version and dial-up version of the program now running on a 24-7 test basis. So go and tune in over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen. FreeTalkLive.com. I've been uh, taking Dexy 20 for about the past month, but I ran out of my pills over uh, the last five days or so, and I can tell a distinct difference in my appetite just in five days of not taking the pills. Now, I, I decided I, I hadn't gotten them uh, quickly enough from uh, Dexy 20, and I decided to go out and buy them. It was mostly my fault. I didn't warn them, you know, and um, it's not like they sent them to me next day or anything. But, uh, yeah, I can tell a distinct difference. I've started taking them today, and my appetite's lower. Dexy 20 it works. It works for me, and I think it'll work for you. Diet.freetalklive.com or Walgreens, CVS, and GNC. 1-800-259-9231. Back to the indoctrination camps. Alex is on the line from New Jersey. Of course, we also talked to Olivia a little while ago, a newer listener to the program, also returning to the government indoctrination camps here, as many young people across America will be doing so. Of course, uh, now you're coming back in armed to the teeth with information about liberty and freedom, and of course, that can result in some interesting conversations in the classroom, and it, of course, can also result in interesting interactions with the administrators of though of course there is a caveat here and that is that you still have parents that are taking care of you so if your parents aren't on the liberty train then it may be detrimental uh, to disobey to a certain extent the government and school administrators with that in mind you are attempting to make a point alex so go ahead with your thoughts right well what happened is the uh, if you refuse to go when they drop off the note that says you have to come down you would um you would have an administrator physically try to come up and say, look, I need you right now. If the student refuses to go after that, then they'll call the police and forcibly remove you from the school nice. and suspend you for insubordination. Will you be arrested or just removed from the campus? Well, what, the, well, what they're doing is they're just having a cop there just for records mm-hmm. so that they don't say, like, the administrator beat the child right. or something like that because they want to, uh, you know, cover their own butt. Well, if they're going to call the cop, you could just leave at that point and say, well, look, if you're going to have to have me escorted out, I can leave on my own. I have no problem. I mean, there's some schools where they actually put fences up and they lock you in on the campus. Is, is yours one of those schools? No, no. You can leave whenever you want, but then you're going to get suspended. And after you get suspended and you don't come back, they're going to go and they're going to send the police out to send you to the alternative school, which is ah, what I was informed yes. about. 
before, and then the police are going to force you to go to that school. Right. Good point. So unless your parents have enrolled you in some sort of government-approved alternative private school or home school, they will continue to exercise as much control over your over your life as they possibly can. My parents. What's really, what's really sad about this? Sorry to interrupt, no. Julia. Is that um, my parents absolutely hate free talk live? Uh oh. She said. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I tried to, you know, introduce them to these ideas, and my mom said, don't give any money to those crazy people. <laughs> and I just said, yeah, okay, She's whatever, She's talking mom. about you. All right. <laughs> hey, she said people. That's plural, sir. Uh, Julia, your thoughts about uh, your parents? Uh, my parents, essentially, when I was 16, I got expelled, and, and they tried to put me in all kinds of alternative schools, and my parents essentially just said, get your GED and go to college. Not that the going to college part was... Uh, particularly great for me, but I, I mean, they essentially said, "Okay, you're 16. You shouldn't be going to school anymore. Clearly, this is not a good place for you." How is it? Uh, how old are you, Alex? 17. How is it that at age 17 you have a PayPal account or credit card? I'm not sure what you use to to amp the show with, but how does that how does that work? Well, what I do is I uh, I created a PayPal account in my own name, and somehow it just worked. Uh, what I do is I have a bank account. That is in my parents' name, and my parents trust me to do my own finances. Oh. So they just say, "All right, Alex, you can you can do whatever you want with your bank account." Wait a minute, is just, it your? Well, hold freedom. on. Point of clarification: It's your account, but they're a co-signer on it. It's not their joint account that you have access to, right? Well, it's their account that I have access to, but they don't even know the login information. I have all that information. I do all my finances by myself. But it's not their account in that it's not like where your dad and your mom put their paychecks into. Right. No, no, no. It's my own. It's all my money. Yeah. 100% my money. Okay. But um, I'm actually sitting out in my car right now because if my parents knew that I was talking on the phone with you guys, <laughs> they would flip out. Should we feel bad about that, Mark? Should I, we feel? I, I don't uh, know that feeling bad is going to do anything. Like we're getting um, in the way here of but, uh, parents. And, you know, I. <laughs> he's not I, listening to us under their roof, at least. Can't right? say or, I never hid anything from my mom. So, yeah, right. If, if this is what you're hiding from your parents, it's not the the worst thing that you could be hiding, I suppose. Very good, Alex. <laughs> I, I thank you for the call tonight, and keep up the yeah. uh, the good work out there. Tell us uh, more stories as your future education experiences continue. What do you think Rush Limbaugh would say if uh, some 17-year-old called in and said, my parents are Obama supporters, but I really love you, Rush, and I'm calling you from my car because they'd flip out if if, uh, if I was... I, I don't think... I can't see Rush well, saying, <laughs> you should be paying attention to your parents. Yeah. <laughs> Kids, I do think it's a good idea that your parents likely do have a lot of good ideas, but... Uh, you know, if it's sometimes if that not is listening not to free talk true. live is one of them. I don't agree with that statement at all. What do you mean? Well, he said that parents. Uh, he's trying to. I understand what you're what you're saying. Um, in that, yes, there are. There's probably some good advice out there that your parents can give you. But I don't think that parents give good advice by default. Because my parents, right? I, um, my mom taught me how to garage sale. You, I, that was useful. Yeah, I learned some valuable things from my parents. But there are some things that, I, in my opinion, they were wrong about. Oh yeah, yeah I guess you're right. I, you know, the, the fact is, if I'd listened to everything that my parents told me, I'd have been in much better shape. Well, it's where they're wrong where they do the most damage, unfortunately. A lot of times. When your parents are wrong about something and you come to agree with their belief system, then that, I think, can be damaging. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see the value. I, I don't understand why parents are really into like raising their kids exactly as they are. I mean, really, the, the point of raising children, you should just 
help them be able to survive on their own is, is really the goal, right? And not make them little versions of you. I, it must be some sort of uh, biological thing, don't you think? I mean, because it's so widespread. They, maybe they believe I see that... it all the time with friends' parents and my own parents. Sure. And, and basically it's, well, I made these mistakes. I don't want you to make these mistakes. But Well, you're... that makes sense. I mean, teaching your kids how, uh, how to avoid certain mistakes makes sense. But I think what you're talking about is instead of avoiding mistakes... Uh, to have your your kid go about the exact same path that the parent has been down. So and I if think the parent... that kids making mistakes is a good thing because people oh, learn from mistakes. That much is true. But if you can avoid mistakes uh, by knowing about them in advance, there's no point in repeating the same mistakes someone else had repeated. But I, I so I think it's okay to give your kids that kind of information. But to say that well you need to play baseball because I played baseball and you need to be in uh, garbage collection because I was in garbage collection or you need to run uh, be a lawyer because I was a lawyer. I think that's where the parental control issues really come in, where they want their child to, to literally be a, a mirror image of, of them or a better, more improved version of them. I also think that when parents lie about half, I mean, half of what comes out of their mouth isn't true so that you do what they say. Um, how are you, if they're inconsistent about that sort of thing, I'm not going to take any advice from you. I catch you lying half the time. Yeah, and um, <laughs> the when you think about politics and religion, those are both faith-based things, and it seems like people... People are very concerned about their kids, uh, uh, you know, getting their same politics and religion. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. There are those parents that support their children developing in whatever ways they decide they want to develop. Of course, I think that's healthy and should be encouraged. More on the way. You take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line, that's 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. We've got a webcam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com to enjoy that on the house. And I think I fixed a bug with the webcam. Um, For whatever reason, it was really really jerky before. Just for whatever reason, it wasn't smooth. It wasn't fluid motion. And it seems to that problem has been ironed out at this point. When you say jerky, you're not referring to the guy in the foreground, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm talking about motion as in fluidity of motion. Anyway, go to cam.freetalklive.com to get on board with that. It's free, of course, cam.freetalklive.com. And travel less, meet online. Speaking of cams, you should try WebEx for free. Go to webex.com, enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx and learn how you can get a free webcam. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com. Use promo code 600 and start your free trial of yeah, WebEx today. Not only is it a free, free cam, but I hear it's darn good software if you uh, need to do meetings online. Excellent. Might save you a few bucks in gas as well instead of having to putter across town or across the country. So, uh, webex.com, as we continue with your calls, let's talk to Gene, the Christian anarchist on the amp line in Tennessee. Hello, Gene. Well, hello. I wanted to uh, tell you guys about a little run-in I had with our school. Our school? And the police officer they have on campus now this year. What school are you going to? You're going to school? No, for my son. Gotcha. And, and is this uh, a high school? Him, we send him to a private high school. Gotcha. 
And this year they decided to add a police officer on campus. Now, I didn't like that idea, and I went in and I talked to the headmaster about it. I gave him all of my reasons, uh, the way we're marching lockstep into a police state Mm -hmm. and how the, uh, the police officer will one day eventually drag one of the students off in handcuffs. Sure. He said it's yep. inevitable, and it will happen. And he said, oh, no, 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 this is not the, uh, the idea of putting the police officer. He's only here to protect us. And I said, well, why don't you do like the Colorado school and just let some of the te- teachers bring guns to school? No, we can't have that, uh, even though he, you know, believes in gun rights and all that. He doesn't want to see that happen, so... Right, because somehow one man thing. in a uniform is going to keep uh, several classrooms of of children safe. I mean, that's just absolutely right. absurd. If you've got a, a handful of guys that take take the school, then they can take that cop right out. Yeah, and I made that point. I said, you got one man with a gun, it'd be better you have five or six with a gun. But um, anyway, he uh, and then I then I also raised the uh, argument that you know how much is this costing me? You know, I'm having to pay to put this guy on the campus so that he can strut around and act like he's somebody really important. Right. And and uh, he says, oh, it's not going to cost the, co- the students, any, the school, anything. Oh, Here taxpayers. Got a program now so that the taxpayers fund these, pri- these public servants, supposedly, to come and, and spend all day long at a private school. So it doesn't wow. cost the private school a penny. I'm but floored. That's amazing. Somebody. I said, well, it's costing me in higher taxes. Mm-hmm. That the guy is not free, making a hundred grand plus a year, whatever. Uh, Depends on the, the county. around, and I told him that he's going to change the flavor of the campus. Well, the first day of school, I was dropping my son off. Sure enough, I had a run-in with this cop. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, I pulled up to stop, and all I had to do was run in for a second and get something. My son left something in the school. I was going to grab it and go. Of course, there was no parking spots, so I just parked my truck in the handicap spot. Because there's nobody in the handicap spot, and they're always sitting there empty. And you're so just going to run in and run out. Spot. Oh, yeah. By the time I had my door open, he's coming up there saying, uh, Sir, do you have a handicap placard? And I said, No, I don't. I said, But I'm just running in for a second. got to get something for my kid. And he said, Well, I can't allow you to park here. And I said, oh, This geez. is why we don't want a cop on the campus. You said that to the cop? <laughs> I said that to the cop. And what did and he I say? I got in and moved my truck and uh, went to another spot and then ran in and then I came out and I was grumpy as hell. You know, I was grumping I at the other people at the school saying, you know, we don't need this guy on the campus. He's just causing trouble. And then I called the headmaster back mm. the second time. I called him on the phone and I said, you know, he's already changing the flavor of this school. He's already going with this law and order crap instead of, you know, Christians supposed to be love and mercy, Right. It's a Christian you know, school, right? I told right? him, I said, if, if God came down on us the way these cops are coming down on us, none of us would have a chance. I said, you know, Christian is supposed to be merciful. Christian is supposed to talk about love. And this guy, he's talking about nothing but law and order. Yep. You have to follow the rules. Obey, citizen. No mercy. And I, so I called back, and the cop has stayed away from me since then. I don't know if he had a talk with the cop or what. But today I drove up there and I parked up front. I didn't park in the handicap spot, but I had to run in and do something. And he saw me drive up. So this would you, so there. would you say, Gene, this is not a deal breaker? You would you did not get to the point of perhaps threatening to withdraw Clearly. your business from the school? Oh, I told him. I said, you know, I can't even vote with my money, my pocketbook, 
because my son at 14 years old, he's in the marching band and all this stuff, and I, I said, you know, even if I wanted to take him out of this school, which I probably would like to do at this point, I can't because it's going to cause too much disruption in his life. I, I said, But at some point, I said, you know, this will wind up making me have to force him out of school. But at this point, I can't because he's just too firmly entrenched. Well, in hopefully school. he's not going to be the one to get uh, taken out in handcuffs because that'll certainly change your situation. Well, everybody, I, I know you don't know Dave Von Kleist, but every morning he asks, where's your line in the sand? And that's my line in the sand. If they ever touch my family, they're getting, it'll, they'll, they'll get... Uh, they'll feel the wrath of Gene. I appreciate the yeah, call tonight. Turnabout is fair play in that regard. If they touch my family, uh, I touch them. I so. think that's fair. I agree with you, sir, and I thank you for the call tonight. Keep up the good work out there. 800-259-9231. You know, by the way, the, uh, the speaking of cops and them not contacting you after a certain point... The couch enforcer hasn't come back yet. Uh, last week, we told you about how this guy from the code enforcement bureaucracy came out to give me a ticket, allegedly, for a couch in my in my tenant's yard. And I pulled out a video camera, caught him on tape doing what he was doing, asked him some questions that he didn't like very much. And he was supposed to give me a follow-up notice. It's supposed to go $100 the first ticket, $200 the second time, $300 the third time, and then court after that. And it's it's a seven-day period that he has, so you've got to wait seven days to give the next fine out. It was Tuesday last week when he came here initially, and it's now been – now it's Thursday. So no nowhere to be found, and nothing has come in the mail keep yet. Keep him down so. safe, man. So bigger uh, having, fish to fry. Having a video camera handy, I think, is what made that situation turn around. I I, I don't know whether you can he say that the situation's back. turned around. At he would have been. He just because been the government is slow and ponderous does not mean that it isn't that he doesn't have an intention of coming here. Well, maybe the, maybe checking the, on your little couch. This is this is true. I mean, rain sodden moldy up. couch that you've got out in your yard. <laughs> They could show up it's whenever. It's in a really good location, though. It's totally hidden unless you're right in front of it. Yeah, it's camouflaged. You can't really see it if you're walking down the street. It's between some trees, and it's really in a good position. I didn't even know it was there. I can't yep. say that I knew that it was there either. So, and I actually lived in this house for I, yeah. a yeah. month and a half or something. I just found it interesting that they have not come back as quickly as they as they could have to levy another uh, ticket against me, which actually the first one didn't even have my name written on it. So it was apparently a ticket against my property. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure. I don't know how your property yeah, can pay can cha- or challenge it or anything like that. Anyway, we continue with your calls, and we talk to Dan in Pennsylvania, also on the amp line. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey guys, and Julia. Hello, uh, Dan. Well, how about that? You got two Christian anarchists calling you in a row. What's on yeah. your mind tonight? I wanted to talk about the business cycles. Okay. Um, Do you have an alien show... ship landing in the background? <laughs> I think it's crickets, actually. Okay. Wow, those are some loud crickets. Is, go ahead. Is that really bad? No, go it's, ahead. Go ahead. It's, he's, it's, right. he's, he's crazy about audio. I nope. am. At, uh, yes, my tolerance <laughs> level is, is fairly low, but this is tolerable, so go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, yesterday's show, the topic of business cycles came up, and uh, Mark, I believe, said something that uh, business cycles have existed as long as the market has. And that's not entirely untrue, but it is inaccurate. Let's Um, get the details in a moment. Hang on, Dan. More with you in a moment here. 800-259-9231. I know we said we were going to talk about ecstasy. We had another marijuana-related story. I'm hoping we can get to one or the other here in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. Just enough time for your call at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now at 1-800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And the features are free. So if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do it on a voluntary basis by becoming an amplifier. You've been hearing people calling in on the AMP call-in lines. They're taking advantage of one of the, the few perks that they get access to as Free Talk Live amplifiers. They also get the Free Talk Live AMP-only chat room, forum, and there's a few more details available at amp.freetalklive.com. But the number one reason to AMP the show is if you appreciate what we're doing. If you want to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations around the country, if you'd like to get Free Talk Live on uh, more internet connections around the world, uh, you can help us for as little as 3 bucks a month and get access access to those perks. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about how you can do that. That's amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, Dan is still on the line, had just barely gotten into uh, the point you wanted to make about the business cycle. So go ahead, Dan. All right. Um, Mark said that uh, there have been business cycles as long as there have been markets. Right, boom and bust, correctly. boom and yeah. bust cycles, that kind of thing. And I used as an example famine, for instance. Um, even right. when uh, the government can't inflate the money um, and cause business cycles, you know, through government inflation, that you know things happen and there's boom and bust. Right, and as I said, that's not entirely wrong, but it is inaccurate because the, the what you're talking about isn't really a cycle. It's just bad things happen, floods, famines. Um, but the only thing that happened in America, for example, before the creation of the central bank was uh, 1819, I think it was, a whole lot of European markets moved up, and Americans sent just a whole lot of their gold and silver overseas. So there was a, uh, actually a sharp decrease, or a decrease in, in prices. But the, the credit uh, boom and bust is caused by an inflation of credit, which can only happen when the government inflates the money supply and then people become falsely optimistic and invest money that they don't have. Well, they also mess with the interest um, rates as well. And that's, that's right. another factor that contributes towards malinvestment. And malinvestment inevitably ends up in a market correction down the line. Right? Insi- insider exactly. trading laws can uh, affect uh, business cycles also. Exactly. But the business cycles usually look at exactly the wrong way. The uh, recession that everyone is so deathly afraid of is actually a completely natural and necessary correction to the distortion of the market, which is caused by the, uh, the, the interest rate being lowered and, and the expansion of credit. Yeah, tell, t- tell, it to, tell it to the people do. whose families it's affecting. <laughs> right. But the thing is that it's, it was never a cycle until central banking came in. Right. It then it was just the market that, responding to different factors, uh, random factors that right. might have occurred, whereas this is not random because it's predictable. Whatever they do, it's predictable that some industries will be thrown off because of malinvestment, and inevitably down the line there will be a correction made. So that's yeah. why it's a cycle now, because of, because of the Federal Reserve, because of central banking. So yeah, business cycle while, is actually inaccurate. It should be the Federal Reserve inflationary uh, malinvestment cycle. But, of course, we want to term it, they want to term it the business cycle so they can blame the marketplace. Yeah, and, and the term business cycle came about with the Keynesians who wanted to say that it was a part of capitalism. In fact, that was their theory that the business cycle was an integral part of capitalism. Of course, they completely confused the uh, 
correlation and causation. Brilliant call, Dan. Any other yeah. thoughts? Uh, Dan, you've gotten the Osbornian seal of approval on that. <laughs> the Jason so, Osborne yeah, from Sable CAI. I, I, I had the uh, Ph.D. in economics uh, on the IM here in case uh, in case you stepped out of line, Dan, because I'd have smacked your fingers. But Dan got it right, <laughs> and uh, I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you. 800-259-9231 to Jeff in New Jersey, also on an amp line. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Okay, I've got uh, a couple updates, but, I mean, I told you before that I was having the problem converting to um, being a, a free marketeer or pure libertarian and having my wife have issues with it. Do you remember? Vaguely, but I, I will take your okay. word for it. Whatever. Same thing, right? Okay, so in the last few days, she has actually declared herself a libertarian. Um, however, it's more of the, you know, uh, incumbent, uh, not necessarily neocon, but Bob Barish type libertarian, where she still has a few clean questions that she can't get over. It's a well, step in the right direction. What y- are those? It questions? absolutely is, and for somebody who doesn't listen to Free Talk Live on a regular basis, it's um, simply you know it. We you know you, there's nobody in there calling out all that old uh, you know rhetoric, so it's going to stick around. What are her questions at this point? Uh, first of all, for somebody that hates your show. According to her, I'm you know I'm, I'm overwhelmed. But you know, okay, her. I'm gonna sum it up because we got little time here. Uh, her top three questions are: um, if there was no government, then how could the airlines survive since they're on government subsidies? How could public schools function since poor people cannot send their kids to private school? And how could healthcare function since old people can't afford healthcare? Um, okay, let's you know. let's start with the uh, the first one. Julia, you snickered at it, so do you want to handle this? What was this? it? Air, airplanes. Uh-oh. No, airplanes, airplanes, don't, they're, airplanes they're don't fly. Subsidized right now because of the fuel costs. Supposedly, I don't know if that's true or not. Some airlines have but, been bailed out. I don't think they're all <laughs> receiving subsidies, but yeah. some of them have been bailed airplanes out. Airplanes will exist if people want to fly from place to place, and a lot of people want to fly from place to place because it's a lot quicker. And I would say actually, the government's involvement in airlines in general has made. Flying less popular. And I know more expensive. I, uh, and more expensive. I certainly do not fly unless I have to. I hate going to the airport. In some businesses, there will be corrections in the airline industry since they are so deeply in bed with the government. There will be some corrections. But you can believe that uh, some airlines, Southwest comes to mind, they're going to survive this because they aren't so deeply enmeshed. They've got a really great business plan. They're one of these new up-and-coming airlines. They're going to survive that. So airplanes will still fly the whole time as this correction is occurring. Yeah. Airlines are, uh, you know, fictitious organizations that uh, exist in the minds of people. They are corporations, and it's, it's hold on, it's it's really it's really the airplanes that are the issue. The airplanes will not blow up when the government goes away. They'll still be there. Somebody will buy them. Likely, a few pilots will get together and say, "Hey." Now's our chance to fly some well, that's airplanes what I, that's where and I was do it our go. way. Right, and because the entrepreneurs will be able to enter the marketplace much easier in the absence of federal government regulation that's really controlling to the, the, the players on the field. So new Things people will be, be able rough to get for in. the first year, and they'll be normal by five. Rough, if you, if you okay, mean by well, rough, you mean um, like, well, hold on a second. We're talking about getting the federal government out of the way. Uh, then you're talking about slashing gas prices yeah, in, instantly because the taxes will go away People having those. more money in their pockets. TSA will be gone. You won't be paying those security fees. So I think you're saying it'll be rough, Mark. It could be, but I think right off the bat, you're going to see price reductions as soon as you get the government out of the way as far as airline you, tickets. You, there, there will be some... Can uh, I make a point real quick? Yes, sir. Go okay. ahead. Her, her on the airlines is that... With the price of gas, 
that if they're not government subsidized, then their airline fares are going to rise and that people are not going to be able to afford those. Um, I don't know how much that has to do with, uh, honestly, the other stuff you guys are talking about. You, It really sounds like uh, she doesn't really understand how the marketplace functions. I mean, people, when there's a demand for a product or service, presuming there's a free marketplace in order for people to jump in and supply that demand, the demand is supplied by the the market. And again, without the government involved, gas prices would probably probably drop uh, simply because the taxes would be be lobbed right off the top. There's at least 50 cents per gallon dropped off, uh, you know, lobbed right off right there. Yeah, and so... so, to blame big oil when they're getting like what is it four to ten cents a gallon right and if people aren't riding on the airlines then they're going to have incentives to try to reduce costs in other areas or they're going to try to you know or maybe put some money into alternative energy situations but i don't really don't i just don't see what the concern is there if they are not meant to be in business they should not be in business and no business whether it's the airlines or a train or whatever it is that's getting a government subsidy or farmers that are getting government subsidies if they would be out of business otherwise that's what they deserve is to be out of business it's called creative destruction in the marketplace, when one business goes under, it just creates an opportunity in the, the market. There's, uh, there's now a shoes to be filled in the market to serve the demand that still exists. People want to get from point A to point B. The people in the marketplace that are in search of a profit will find a way to do that. And subsidies um, are a very inefficient way of moving money into a particular industry because the government takes oh, 50, 60, 70 percent off the top when, mm-hmm. they, when they send that money to airlines and that kind of thing. So the, the, then, then the public would have their own money and whatever businesses you know the government got this money from, they'd have their own money to spend on airline tickets. So the okay. money, you know, it, it's all they have to do is buy half as many airline tickets. If the government's taking half the money, all they have to do is buy half as many more airline tickets in order for those subsidies to, uh, you know, to be replaced. And when you think about the government getting out of air, the airline business as far as, uh, you know, foreign tourism returning, people flying more, flying's oh, down yeah. by something like over 25% since 9-11. I don't think, I, a matter of fact, the number's been rising, um, so I, I'm certain that all those people aren't people that are scared of airplanes because of terror terrorists. Hey, uh, Jeff, you, you should call us tomorrow night with questions two and three because we are out of time, and I appreciate the call tonight. It has been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And we'll be back. The other question about airlines or the other issue that is undet- you, we can't determine it right now is the cost of regulation. What does it cost all those airlines as far as costs of compliance are concerned to obey all the various regulations? That's another uh, cost you can knock off the price of a ticket. Back tomorrow night. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.